This is on the network. Boy, looking around, uh, back in uh, Dr. Sigmund Ziff's uh, office, and a few more degrees here on the walls than, than we were here before, Mr. Albano. And uh, what exactly uh, are, have you asked the good doctor to do today? Well, I've asked the doctor to uh, put George under this uh, special treatment. It's a shock therapy treatment, and he believes that he can bring George. You're, you're, excuse me. You, you, Dr. Sigmund Ziff, are going to administer shock yes, treatment? it's going to be the most shocking thing that you ever saw. And that is good. Bring out the animal. Bring him back to intelligence. I will raise the level of intelligence to the brink and beyond to genius. <laughs> and you're going to allow this doctor to perform shock treatment on your man? The doctor was highly recommended to me, and I believe that the doctor can do it. I have complete confidence in the doctor, and I'm going to trust the, the brain of George Steele, the medulla oblongata, I'm going to trust that in the hands of Dr. Right? Sigmund Ziff. Go ahead, doctor. Do your stuff. Right. George, George, I have for you a surprise. A little head, George, what I'm going to put. Hey, hey, don't, 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 don't worry, George, 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 George. Oh, one thing, watch the watch. Watch the watch. You're watching the watch. The watch. You see the watch. Click, the click, the click, the click. He's under. Okay. Now, very quietly, very, very quietly, we're putting on this head. It's a good size nine and a half. Got to be kidding. Mr. Oh, oh, easy, Mr. Wingman, easy. Watch ready, these things. Ready, we tell You're him the machine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we want to tell him. He see. knows what he's doing. George, I give you a little bit of shock. <laughs> Just a little bit. Look at that. That's coming up, George. George, you feel wonderful. George, look at the intelligence in his eyes. Look at the it. is coming up. It's coming up. He's working. <laughs> wonderful. Yes. This is working out. Oh, George is smiling. Intelligence smiles, George. Say, say, George, George. Animal, animal. Say something, animal. Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Soup, and you are listening to On the Network, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to On the Network. I am Rich, and joining me is Tyler David. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, man. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, we, we tried to record this previously, and Skype was not having any of it. Yeah, some... Crazy technical difficulties. Yeah. Like, it was weird, because, like, I was calling you, and it would not show up. Like, it would show up on my screen that I was calling you, but you never got the call through Skype. Yeah. And then when you would call me, I would not get the call through Skype, but I would get it on my iPad, because, like, I have Skype on my iPad. Uh-huh. So I would get the call on that, but not on my computer, which is where it needs to happen. Yeah, that happened to me before as well, but I forget how I ended up figuring it out. But anyway, we're on now. Yeah. 
Clearly. All right. So, real quick, before we get too, too deep into this, I think we have a match of the year contender. Oh, really? Yes. And who would that be? Um, That would be from Raw. Uh, I think it was 213 2017's edition of Raw. With Bailey and Charlotte. Okay. Uh, if you, if you feel so, I I felt it was a definitely a good match. I don't I don't know if I personally would say match of the year, but you can you can throw it on the list and okay. see where and, it goes. And remember, like you know, just because I say it's a match of the year contender, that's exactly what it is. It's just a contender. That's not like. You know, at the end of the day, like it's not like that match is going to be the yeah. match of the year. Who knows? The rest of the year could be garbage. Maybe. Very much so. <laughs> I mean, it is WWE. They like <laughs> to throw us curveballs like that. Yep. But yeah, like that match was really good. Um, it, it told a good story throughout it. And we had the return of Dana Brooke. Yeah. Which was pretty sweet. Now, why are they? I don't. I don't get why they put the title on her now. If, are they so caught up in this whole undefeated at pay per views? I Street? think so. Are they like gonna try to keep that going forever, or or what? Give, I I would not be surprised. I, I kind of hope they don't though. So we should probably see her winning it back at either Fastlane or WrestleMania then? Yeah. Well, it she'd have to have a, t- a rematch at Fastlane is my guess. Right. And then I'm guessing that uh, part three, well, it's not going to be part three. It's like, by then it'll be like part 20. But I would not be surprised for Bailey versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. And let's say Charlotte walks in with the title. I would not be surprised if Bailey was the one to break that record that Charlotte has. Well, so Charlotte would have to win at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. She's got a rematch clause, blah, blah, blah. And they're not going to drop that streak at Fastlane. Right. So then my guess would be that they are going to hot potato it again after Fastlane back on Bailey. And then Charlotte... Maybe... I'm looking at it more as Charlotte... Even though Bailey is popular, Charlotte is a bigger name. Mm -hmm. And she will get, you know, butts and seats, if you will. So I would not be surprised if Charlotte walks into WrestleMania as the champion. See, what I really want them to do at WrestleMania... And I, th- I think this would be a really big match that would really somehow, and it wouldn't be that hard to pull off either. Either so basically, you just say you you Sasha's been feuding with Charlotte. She helped Bailey, so right there you got a triple threat match, right? Right. It wouldn't be that hard to just say, hey, because they did it at. Was it last WrestleMania or was it at? It was at some pay per view where they did uh, brand versus brand. It was like Kalisto 
versus... Oh, Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't be that hard to throw Becky Lynch into that match, make it a fatal four-way, and say, you know, if she, she gets the title, I don't know, whatever. But just anyway, if, uh, four horsemen, fatal four-way at WrestleMania. I think that would be, you know, a great match. That would be huge, but now you're wasting Mickey James. Well, they've already fought two times. What would be the payoff of having another match at WrestleMania? There's not going to be a, a Mickey James match at WrestleMania, I'll tell you now, because there's potentially 17 matches that could be happening at WrestleMania, and at least probably half of those might not even make it. Now, with all these feuds going on. Now, one thing, one thing that's happening is, well, Elimination Chamber happened. Yes. And something that's interesting about Elimination Chamber was that was the first time in WWE history where it was pretty much, if not actually, every other match was a women match. Yeah, there was three women matches on the card mm-hmm. uh, throughout this pay-per-view. And, and then... They didn't say anything about it being historic. That's the key point right there. Uh, they did. Did they? Yeah, at one point they talked about it. But they didn't, like, hype it up like they did when the main event was a women's match. Right, right. You know. Right, but they were like, this is the first time this has happened. Yeah, I'm fine with them mentioning it, but when you hype it up so much, like they did... And then they were calling the other, the men's matches, main events, too. When they don't do that for the women, when the women are below the men. Right. Um, Yeah, so I, because of the Elimination Chamber setup, I would not be surprised if they do that at WrestleMania. What, a chamber match? No, 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 no. The, the setup of, like, the women matches, where it's just an insane amount compared to recent years, or ever. I would not be surprised for three to four women's matches at WrestleMania. Uh, here, here, let me see if I can find this article real fast. There was, um... You know, it's... <clears throat> And I'm just looking at what they've done. You know, it's like... Here we go. WrestleMania is like the biggest show for them. And you have Stephanie McMahon, who would love to be able to say, you know, while I was running Raw. I mean, we all know Vince is the one that's pulling the strings. But in reality, you know, Stephanie is probably doing a lot more than we think she is. Yeah. So, okay, so here's the breakdown of potentially what could be happening at WrestleMania. Now, it's going to be four hours, right? Right. So, plus, well, four hours plus, plus kickoff. the kickoff, so. Um, so four hours, what's the most you could fit into that? I We've had, what, eight, nine matches maybe, most? Right. All right, so here's the matches potentially at WrestleMania. Goldberg versus Lesnar. Undertaker match, possibly against Roman Reigns. A Cena match, possibly the, the mixed tag match with Miz. 
uh, a Triple H match against Seth Rollins, a WWE title match, possibly the three-way with Luke Harper, Randy Orton. We got a, a women's a Raw women's title match, SmackDown women's title match. One of those will probably get moved to the kickoff. Uh, you got the Raw tag title, SmackDown tag title. Probably both of those will either be on the kickoff or one will just not get on the show at all. You got the Andre Battle Royal, Kevin Owens versus Jericho. You got an IC title, probably Dean versus Corbin. You got the Cruiserweight title. That'll probably either be on the kickoff or eliminated. Shaq versus Big Show. Styles potentially having a match against Shane or something. I've been hearing that. Uh, all the women, usually they like to throw all the women that are not involved in matches into like a big six-man right, match. Right. So that they can say they're on WrestleMania. That'll probably be in the kickoff. And then... Uh, uh, potentially another bigger match with like Finn Balor or something because he's not in anything other than that. So, yeah, potentially up to 17 matches. So, right now, a I'm lot just, of big I'm, things are going to have to get cut. Well, what I'm looking at is is Stephen McMahon at the end of the day is going to want to be able to say, you know. Uh, I promoted women in wrestling, you know, to new heights. And, like, like I really think that's what it's going to come down to, is Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. So, I, I really don't think they would waste a WrestleMania slot on a women's match that didn't involve the title. Uh, it depends on the feud. It really I, does. It, it would. It, I I highly doubt it'd be a Mickey James versus Becky feud because they've they've already fought twice. Yeah, but I mean that hasn't stopped them before. Yeah, but I, there you got all these titles that could be potentially on the main roster. Like one through nine are like all titles, and then right. you still have Andre Battle Royal, Kevin Owens versus Jericho. So, yeah, I just I just don't see the room for it. Which which may mean Becky's not going to be in the match at all unless they do a triple threat with... Or, you know what? They'll probably do a fatal four-way. Becky, uh, Becky, Mickey James... Alexa Bliss. Alexa and Bliss Naomi. and Naomi. Yeah. That'd probably be the best bet. That would make the most sense. That way you get that feud in there and you get... You know, Becky into the title picture as well. Yeah, I mean, like, like that would make the most sense, I think. Yeah. It, it just comes down to a lot of factors. Um, because, honestly, we're still um, over a month away from WrestleMania. And there's still chances of injuries. I, I hate to be that guy. But let's face it, you, you, when you are on the road as many nights a week as these guys are doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you think they would settle down a little bit before WrestleMania, but... You would think, but I'm not really sure if they will or not. I think they ramp up. Yeah. Actually, for WrestleMania. 
Right, because that's when most eyes are on the product, and that's when people are going to go buy their ticket in uh, Duluth. You know, or like you know, like those random cities. Uh huh. So I, I don't know. Like it makes sense for them to kind of slow down, but this is the time that they're going to make money if they are going to make money. Did you see that uh, whole financial breakdown they reported? Uh, no. It was pretty interesting to see like some of like how much they profit they make off of like certain divisions. Like I think the their entire merchandise catalog gets them like nine million dollar profit after expenses. Right now, I know uh, Wrestling Soup was talking just about merchandise sales, mm-hmm. which probably came out of that. Um, they were talking like about how many mu- how many shirts or how much merchandise John Cena sells compared to anyone else. It's it's still insane numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I think someone broke it down to like every episode of Raw or SmackDown cost them like close to nine hundred thousand dollars to produce. Okay. And they don't make they make like. Six hundred thousand dollars in tickets, or five six hundred thousand tickets. So every show's at a loss until you factor in the network, right? And the advertising rights. So that that's a surprise to me. I thought they would make their money back from the tickets, but they don't. Now, part of this is so. Let's say they make six hundred thousand. If yeah. they were not filming it. Because I, I know, like, just thinking about this, you are paying for the equipment itself. You know, like, the stuff, like, gas and all that stuff to get there. Yeah. And I was talking to one of my friends, and he works downtown Cleveland. He, he works pretty much across the street from the queue and the baseball field. Uh-huh. So... Whenever, like, a big concert comes in town or wrestling comes in town, is he, uh, like, where his parking lot is, is he can't go down the road that he needs to to get to his parking lot because of all the buses. Uh-huh. They will double park the buses and, like, all of the trucks and stuff on this one road. Yeah. It's just, like, a small, like, like, honestly, like, if I was two cars, like, if I was driving it and then, like, another car was driving the other way, I would get nervous just because the road is just that narrow. And I have a small car. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just, like, imagining, like, this road. Because it's, like, it seems like a really long, like, alley road type thing. And just to think of it just filled with trucks is pretty insane. Yeah. So, you know, that costs money. Uh, just that type of stuff. And and they're spending... Like, some of that cost is them broadcasting itself. Yeah. You know, it's like if... Like a normal house show. Um, I'm sure they're not bringing along, like, the big light board, which electricity costs money. <clears throat> but they are using electricity still for, like, a normal house show. You know, and stuff like that. And it's... They're not going to make 
like that kind of like number is going to be completely different, I would think. Where, you know, it's like, let's say it costs them $500,000 to put on a show. Ticket sales are 600000 just for a house show. Okay, they're making money. But yeah, like I think like, you know, broadcasting Raw and SmackDown, there's a lot of additional fees in there that you would not instantly think of. And their biggest chunk of profit is from uh, USA Network, their deal, which is not surprising because that's the big reason why they're not giving up the third hour because that's their hugest chunk of profit. Well, it's not even up to them. Uh, The third hour was thought up by USA. Yeah, and the USA paid them more money. Right. WWE is fully within their rights to say no to that, but they're going to lose that money. Mm -hmm. So, and then another interesting thing was, in these numbers, like, who knows how much... Like, if you dig in these numbers, it could be a lot different, but it was showing, like, like in the past, they would make, like, $80 million a year off of pay-per-views. Okay. And then the network, they're making, like, 100... I forget, forget the exact number, but it was over $100 million. But when you factor in the cost to run the network, they're actually making less now on pay-per-views than they were previously. But with the network, you have... That's a long-term thing. And who knows how much of that $80 million had to go to... Like, I don't, is that number after they paid the cable companies? Because I know they have to pay a chunk... Right. ...to uh, them. Show it. Yeah. Or is that before? Yeah, before if it's before, then the network makes perfect sense. But and, and to be honest with you, er, um, I like before the network. If it was like a small pay per view, I would not go out of my way to see it. At most, I might go to like a sports bar. Yeah, to see that pay per view. But generally speaking, I was not going out of my way mm-hmm. to see you know. Oh yeah, pay-per-view. same. Where, with the network, I am watching every pay-per-view. Uh, 98% of that, I am watching it live. You know, and I'm also... They also have, like, commercial setups through the pay-per-views. So, yeah, you're building... The, the the long-term investment of the network is huge, because you're, you're getting people to watch every pay-per-view. You're getting them to watch all the old stuff, and you're building more hardcore fans instead of the casual fans. Right. Like, you can't rely on the casual fans just to buy the big four and then expect to get by. Right. Now, uh, something about that is, like, I have a friend that is really into baseball. So he got the baseball app or whatever last season. Uh Uh-huh. And he loved it because, I mean, keep in mind the baseball and, like, the baseball network app or whatever and the WWE network is made by the same people. And he's he's been, like, using this baseball thing like crazy. Now, something that the baseball app has that the WWE network does not have because WWE is not on radio is 
he has access to every like radio game, like you know, like let's say he's out and about, he could mm-hmm. you know throw it on on his phone. He could watch it on his phone if he wanted, or he could just put on like the radio station airplay of you know whatever game that he's listening to. Mm-hmm. So that's also like an interesting thing, like. It's not just wrestling. And also, like, the baseball app is an insane price compared to the uh, WWE network. You know, so... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, I think, like like you said, like, the long game the WWE network makes perfect sense for. The one thing that they really need to work on is content. Mm-hmm. Um... One one thing that did come up that we haven't talked about yet on our show was the uh, Holy Moly, or Foley Moly or whatever. Holy Foley, sorry. The, uh, yeah, the Holy Foley show that came on. Which, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Now, so, yeah, the problem is, someone who has watched all the content like us... All the original content, for the most part, there's stuff like, I don't know, there's little things that I just don't care about, but for the most part, like Edge and Christian and Holy Foley and Swerved and all that, we've watched all that. Now, the problem with that is, they put it out, like, the half season, and you watch it in one day, you got months before you get a new block of shows. Right. But... I mean, if you join now and haven't seen any of that shit, you got, like, you know, tons of shit to watch. But eventually you're going to get caught up, and then you're going to be just like us and not have anything. So, Right. Like, I've had this thing since day one. Mm -hmm. And I don't see my subscription going anywhere anytime soon. So really, like, if you think about it, like, I'm the perfect customer in their eyes. You know, like... I'll mm-hmm. have it until it goes away. But, with that being said, the content is very limited for me. I don't go on the WWE Network every day like I once did. You know, like that first year I had it, I was able to find stuff that I was just like, oh yeah, I'll watch that, I'm interested in this. And now, their newer content is not really new, it's beyond, like, you know, a random episode of The Driving Show or a random 24 or a random, you know, new series that comes out then they drop five, six episodes of. So, like, they're going the Netflix route where they drop them all at once. Which is not but, bad. Which... Is fine if you have other shit to watch. Right. Once you like, if I go on there and marathon Stranger Things, well, and I get done, it's like okay, whatever. There's 500 million other shows I haven't seen that I can marathon after that. Right. So it's like, well, now I can watch House of Cards. I've heard that's been good. So let's check that show out, or or yeah. the New Black, or whatever. Where WWE Network gets well, um, in two weeks there's a pay per view. Yeah, so until until they do that, they need to like drag spread these episodes out, I think. Right. So and that you have something to look forward to and a reason to keep the network. 
and Go something on. and something that I think they've been doing that's right with this is they've they have uh, that show Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. I think they are doing fine with that show. Yeah, that is something that they are doing right. Now, what they are doing wrong was was they started a show that was supposed to come on after Raw, and there's only been one episode. And that doesn't make sense to me. Supposedly, Vince has full control over Raw and SmackDown still. Right. But it definitely doesn't seem like it, because they seem like two completely different things. Which is how I think they were designed. Like, whenever they came up with the idea of the brand split, I would not be Uh surprised if that was the plan. Like, they want Raw to be... It's not going to be as popular with the hardcore fans, but you're going to get the Raw casual. is going to be our variety show. Yeah. You know, it's like, we get millions of views on this show already, and we're just going to keep running it that way. I think it could, like, a big factor could just be the third hour, throwing Raw off big time. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's probably a huge factor. It is, because... Your writers at SmackDown, um, this past week on SmackDown was just jam packed with stuff. Just it kept stuff just kept happening, you know. And you watch Raw, and it's like, well, eh, I'm not really too worried about this match. If if I was to watch, like, let's say you're just a random person watching Raw, and then you watch SmackDown, and you let's say you watch it for a month or two, right? So you get a feel for the rosters. I really, and you ask that person, like, which roster's bigger, Raw or SmackDown? They'd probably say it's about the same size. Because Raw doesn't utilize cause all the people they have. Even though they had the two-to-one draft ratio, it seems like they, the rosters are about the same size. Because they don't utilize everyone. Right, like you have injuries that happen on Raw. Mm-hmm. So that takes away a decent chunk. And people were drafted with injuries as well. Yeah. You know, so that takes away a chunk. Um, the other thing that happens is Raw, like I said, it's like the variety show. Raw, I think they are using as the advertisement for the WWE Network. Because Raw, they're like, they'll throw on the cruiserweight matches, Right. And that's great. But then they're like, what are we going to do with that? Oh, well, we have this 205 live show. Guys, go check it out. Uh-huh. You know, so, like, it makes sense in that aspect. But at the end of the day, SmackDown is a finely tuned machine at this moment. It has its flaws, don't get me wrong. Like, there's flaws there. But it's not as apparent because everything's at a more fast pace where raw you're doing a longer commercial break because you have to change the ring ropes and the mat because it's a cruiserweight match you know what they don't pull the ropes off did you know that they just go around with duct tape which that's great but but still you're you're like it's it must be really irritating to the guys the, the ring guys, because they they change the mat of the of the ring, and then they go around all the ropes with that duct tape, 
and it probably takes them a good 10 minutes or more, but they have to change it back and forth like three times during Raw. Yeah. And for and the matches are three minutes long. You spend 10 minutes changing the ring for a three-minute match? I'd be so pissed. It's like, yeah. come on. It doesn't make sense. And in a way, I think that hurts the brand. Because the idea is, is oh, this is a different thing. Brand recognition. But I see like all that stuff. I'm like, uh, great. It's just a waste of time now because, uh, first off, that division is not holding up nearly as good as they thought it would. I don't even know what you would do to fix it at this point. Just let it play out. That's all you can do. Like, because you have no big names, really. Right, you have that, Neville. That's a big thing. Like, and, like, they're going to just need time to build up, you know? Right. And it's taking a lot longer than I think they expected. A lot longer. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not letting them do the crazy shit they were doing in the the, the tournament, you know. Right. They're trying to have they're trying to throw these guys that can do all this amazing stuff and telling them to do WWE style wrestling. After and, they just showed everyone that they don't do that wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right now, if they came out there and they started doing what we saw in that tournament. I, I might start paying attention. Just saying, like, I might be like, oh, okay, like, I'm not going to be hopeful when I see it start. But if you're able to sell me that by the end of a match, give them five, ten minutes. You know, don't do, like, the normal three-minute squash matches that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And you give them, like, ten minutes, and you give them time to breathe. Give them time to put on a good show. See, and I think that's something that NXT has lost as well. They should just have a, a tournament every quarter and drag it out a little bit and then have the finale at one of the big four. Yeah. That would make so. the most sense. I, I think that would actually work out a lot better for them if... Okay, so you could have a show on it. You could even have these guys... Like, you could have, like, have, like exhibition matches on Raw, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're able to do the hokey storylines or whatever. But then, on the network, you have this massive tournament. And you make that thing last you every... Like, you know, at least a month. And all you're doing is you're just trying to find out who the number one contender is in, from this tournament to who is going to go up against the champion. That would actually be kind of interesting. Because hmm. then you would be able to see different styles of wrestling, which is what you were supposed to be seeing the entire time. And then they kind of shied away from it and they went to WWE style, which is very... Uh, Inorganic, if you will. Okay. So, uh, you want to talk what about up? Elimination Chamber? Sure. 
Okay, so first off, what were your overall thoughts of this? I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. I'm... I don't know... What, what do you think about one chamber match? Like, I know in the past, like, wasn't it... It might have been the last one. Wasn't there, like, three chamber matches on one pay-per-view at one point? Uh, maybe. It was not the last one. There was... I, I know they did a, at least two. No, yeah, I think they did one where the tag titles were on the line... Oh, the yeah. IC title was on the line, and the main title was on the line. I do remember the tag titles. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and that that pay per view got us the infamous Ziggler uh, with the Mark Henry. His chamber broke, and he had to come out early, but he didn't know what to do. Yeah. So Ziggler was trying to run the match, but it was just like chaos. Yep. Uh, but uh. Yeah. So. I think that would be that wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was actually kind of surprised about, but I understand because the storylines are going on, and really you probably can't have Nikki Bella in it. Uh, I was kind of surprised that they did not have the women in a chamber match. Yeah, it w- well, I think the individual storylines, right, the storylines that they build up were more important, here. but. I could have seen them do a a women's chamber, or I I'm surprised they didn't at least do the tag chamber because they ended up doing that tag team turmoil instead, right. which was a hunk of garbage. Right now, now that thing I, I thought it was okay. It just it never ended. <laughs> you know, it's they, like it's like okay, that was cool, and that was cool. Okay, those guys won. Oh, it's still uh, still going. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, are they going to debut someone in this thing? Oh, I hope they don't debut someone in this. You know, it was just... It just felt like it was never going to end. Kudos to them for trying something different. If it wasn't for the fact that they've been doing that on SmackDown a week or two before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... It just... It just seemed like it was like the never-ending match to me. Um, so the the pre-show had Mojo Rawley versus Kurt Hawkins. This was the most pointless match I have seen in a long time. Its basis was based off of a quote-unquote Twitter feud. Um, <laughs> there was no actual background to it other than. Someone said something on Twitter, and now they have a pre-show match. Yeah, there was, like, some random, like, one-minute thing on a pre-show or something. Like, no build-up at all. It was it was the most pre-show, pre-show match that they could have ever put on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I did like the way how JBL kept calling Kurt Hawkins a veteran. Yeah, he Even is. Even though he just debuted. <laughs> He, he was there before. I know, but... But, but is right. he, like, A-Fabe the same character, or...? Uh, yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> I mean... Uh, that, that match was just sickening. Um, 
Okay, then we had Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. I, I thought this was a fine match overall. Uh, there was a couple weird things happening in it, but overall it was it was okay. You know, um, then the handicap match, which I was rather confused on. I, I was just confused, like, why it was happening. Yeah. And then the storyline didn't make much sense to me. So, this match, at the beginning, Ziggler throws Callisto into the uh, light screen wall or whatever, right? Yeah. And now Which makes sense, because it evens the odds. That makes sense. But now Callisto is injured, quote-unquote, and he can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. That's the storyline that they're feeding you. And when that's happening, I think back to, like, Bailey and Sasha at one of the takeovers, where they were throwing each other into that same wall. <laughs> and they, they, were, they were completely fine. Like, and when I say completely fine, I mean they were okay to wrestle. Yeah, it just seems like it would take a little more than that to have him out of the match completely. Right, right. So that was kind of hokey. Like, if he came out and hit him with a chair shot in the back or something, too, you know? Right, and another thing that was weird was uh, Ziggler against Cruz now in the ring, and Ziggler is pretty much going for submission moves and chain wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Um, keep in mind, Ziggler is the bad guy, and the fans were cheering for him. Yeah, I think weren't they ch- chanting "Thank you, Ziggler" at one point for yes. taking out Kalisto? Yes, he is the bad guy. Yeah, some this feud is like really weird because uh, yeah, the fans are not on the right side of it. First of all, like you, like they're chanting for Ziggler. And isn't the whole gimmick, like, he just loses every match? So how do you flip that? You put him in a handicap match. So how's he supposed to win that? You know? Right. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was, I don't know. Um, we already talked about the tag team turmoil match. Uh, the big news out of that was American Alpha 1. Yeah, they really shit over the, the uh, Ascension. Like, I was like, man, are they going to actually give the Ascension the titles for a second? And then have, like, Alpha get it right back on the next Raw? Mm-hmm. Or, but, no, they just shit all of them. Right. Um, then we had Nikki Bella versus Natalia. Once again, this is going in with every other match. Pretty much every other match is a women's match. And yeah, this match, I don't know. It was okay, but the finish didn't make any sense. Okay, so what's funny about this is uh, that day I sat down and I popped in 2K17 on my PS4. And I played, like I set up a pay-per-view with all these matches minus, because you can only set up seven matches, I think. So mm-hmm. I took out the tag team match. And you also can't do a turmoil match like that, like for a tag team. And if you can, like, I didn't want to look it up and how to set it up or whatever. So, uh, I was playing Nikki Bella versus Natalia. And the way how it ended in my video game was Natalia lost by countout. 
Which I thought was pretty funny, considering that the actual match lost to a double countout. Oh, yeah. See, the tag team turmoil match is, like, one of my least favorite possible matches. Because it's, A, it all depends on who comes out when, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which, they don't ever hype that up. Like, oh, I get to come out first or, or last or, you know, anything like that. So you, it's pretty much predictable. Because if you have um, this match especially, because there was only, what, two face tag teams out of the seven or six mm-hmm. So if you have, uh, I think Rhino and, oh, what? yeah, they started it off, you know that... Uh, they're going to win because you can't have two heels going against each other, right? Right. So they win, another heel team comes out, and then I think they lose the second match. So then you know American Alpha is going to come out, and then you know they're going to run the rest because there's no other face team or no other face team to switch it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just very predictable when it comes to that. But, yeah, the double count-out, I get they want to keep this feed going a little... I don't know where it's going to go, though, because they'd have to end it at Fastlane, especially if they're going to have Nikki Bella and John Cena versus Miz and Marisa at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I mean, they did set that up in this match. Well, this whole night, they set it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Because, like, like this Nikki Bella and Natalia match, obviously, that match did not end a feud. To where now, like, they're going to have, like, a hardcore, or no, a pin anywhere match. Uh, oh, yeah. I think but it's going to be... going to be, like, on a Raw or something. Yeah, it's going to be on SmackDown. I think, SmackDown. I think that's this week. So, I mean, like, it's something to look forward to, I guess, if you are invested at all in the storyline. Mm-hmm. And I sort of am just because I like what Natalia's been saying. Uh, it's been interesting to me. Just because I get the feeling that a lot of stuff that she's saying, she might actually feel that way. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, why are my shirts not being sold, but your shirts are? Stuff like that. Like, <clears throat> it's not. Yeah, they're crossing the line into. Uh... Reality. Reality which is, more. Which is okay. If they do it that way, it's fine. They're doing a good job with it. Um, you know, but overall, it's just kind of weird. Uh, and then we have Randy Orton versus Luke Harper. Which was... This and the main event were definitely the two best of the night. Um, honestly, I thought the... Natalia Bella match was better than this one. Oh, I I, I thoroughly agree with that. And I, I think what took me out of this one was this was just a very slow moving match. Like, there's no reason to have a 17 minute Randy Orton Luke Harper match. No. Oh, there is because it was a good match. Yeah. You, this this is all part of the storyline for oh, the oh, main event of WrestleMania. I, I understand the storyline wise, but I'm not just because it's part of the storyline doesn't mean it's a great match. Like it was just, eh, I, I don't know. 
Oh, I'd say for sure better than Nikki and like Luke Harper and Randy Orton put on a good good showing, I think. And the fans were actually behind Harper thoroughly. He got over in this match. Which that's big. Yeah. His little uh his little taunt is getting over. The fans were when he does that, the fans go with that and then they were really getting behind him, especially in some of the back and forths. So, yeah, I think this match was really good. I just, I really wish they would have given Harper the win so he has a legitimate reason to be in the triple threat match at WrestleMania instead of just interfering and getting himself in. Right. Well, we're, we're going to talk about that here in a second, too. Um... Okay, so the next match was Naomi versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, if there was a surprise at all that happened that night, that was it. No, I would say this was actually predictable on my part. I mean, I yeah, thought- like you have Naomi. Well, the reason why I think it was a surprise for a lot of people, including myself, mm-hmm. was Naomi has pinned Alexa Bliss multiple times before this match. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, at the previous pay-per-view, she pinned her. Mm-hmm. At a SmackDown, she pinned her. You know, like, it was just kind of like, okay, Alexa Bliss will come out on top on this, just 50-50. Well, I think, I don't know, I just think in my head, I knew for sure Naomi was going to win this from the get-go, because... They've been feuding a little bit. Naomi's never had the title. This is the perfect opportunity for her to get it. She's been putting in... You know, she's been around, what, seven, eight years or something and put in the, the, the work. Right. So I think she's a perfect transitional champ to take us into WrestleMania. Uh, I, I think she is going to go into WrestleMania as a champion. Uh, like, if they do a Fatal 4-Way, then it doesn't really matter who's champion, right? Well, so, well, the reason why I think it matters is because it's in her hometown. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just personally wasn't surprised at all. I was sort of expecting them to put it on Naomi. And I'm fine with that. I think she deserves a little title run. Um, I don't know if their motives were the best behind it. Right. I think they just wanted a black champion on their history tab. Right. And I think I think what this has done, in the long game, and I'm talking about the really long game, mm-hmm. is I would not be surprised in 15, 20 years that Naomi is going to the Hall of Fame. You know, it just, she seems like one of those people Mm-hmm. She's like you know, in Total Divas, really she doesn't even belong on that show just because she's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you can tell like her personality is is just she's a nice woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she just wants to do what's best for her and her family. And I, I think that's going to translate to a decade from now. I think more. I think she could be in the Hall of Fame for sure because. Um, the majority of these women nowadays only have two, three-year careers, mm-hmm. and she's been around eight and has a championship title right now. I could definitely end the end Total Divas show. 
I definitely could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like she's been around forever. And she married in into one of the biggest wrestling families? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely see that. Like, and I, I don't like calling, like, you know, Hall of Fame predictions, especially that far out. But Naomi is kind of clinching it. She, she may be looking to retire soon, too, for all we know. Maybe there's more to this, because I don't think she's had any children of her own yet. Her husband has children, but she doesn't have any children. She could be wanting to have children before she gets too old. I could see that. And she can definitely retire because, you know, her husband's still working. He's making money. Right. And also, the one thing I got from, like, Total Divas is Naomi doesn't really spend money. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they've shown the house that they live in on the show. And Except for that one birthday party she threw and had to get the snakes and the bouncy house and shit. Right, right. Like, she'll do that, but, like, she doesn't... But that was for the kids. It wasn't like she goes out and buys all these fancy exactly. and stuff. And, like, let's say she does that, like, once a year. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but how many people do that for their kids? Like, you know, when they're kids, you know, like, for their birthday, <laughs> they might go all out. You know, they, they might get a magician. Or a guy dressed as their favorite Pokemon to come or something. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's not... It's not out of the ordinary lavish spending, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she probably spent more than she should have on the bounty house and stuff, but at the end of the day, that's still not out of normal people world yeah. stuff, you know? It's it's not like she's going out and buying, like, you know, the most expensive designer clothing. She's, and she, she, you know, I'm not saying, like, she doesn't do that, but she doesn't seem like the kind of person that just goes out and just spends and spends and spends. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see her in that Hall of Fame, though. Okay, so, uh, now we have the Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. A uh, couple things happened here. Um, the first thing that I'm going to say happened was John Cena just destroyed the Miz, which didn't make sense. It made it made sense in the story of the match. The Miz um, was wrecking everyone there for a while. Right, and I think that's why it didn't make sense. That it was just so easy for John Cena to do that. Well, yeah, it's it's all give and take. When he took as much as he did by, you know, basically rolling the match there for like five minutes, then he had to give a lot by just getting out with one finisher. Plus, he's a shitty chicken shit heel, so it makes sense, too. Right. Um, AJ Styles, I thought, did well in this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other not big surprise of this was Corbin was the first one eliminated. I, I saw that coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the other not-so-big surprise here was uh, Bray Wyatt won. Which, I think everyone predicted that. Yeah. Because... He needs the belt for the Make This Mania main event interesting. Right. Now, this is 
this is where things get interesting. Was on SmackDown. Um, after I, I forgot who it was. Oh, I want to say it was like a Cena versus Wyatt match or something. I, I don't remember the main event, but uh, Wyatt won or whatever. And then Randy Orton comes out. Which that triple threat on SmackDown was pretty good. Yeah, but then but then Randy Orton comes out and he's like, you know, I'm not going to go after your belt. Or your title or whatever. Which is going to be the shoehorn to get Luke Harper in. Uh, Luke Harper's going to get in the match, and then Randy Orton says, well, I'll get in the match, too, to help protect your title. Okay. Now, that makes sense to some degree. But what started popping off in my head was just because you win the Royal Rumble match you don't necessarily have to go after that title. Because there's two championships now. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not going to go after Goldberg. Right. Because that's Lesnar. Mm-hmm. But let's say Kevin Owens wins. That would still be Owens versus Jericho. Yeah. So either way, I don't think he's going after the Raw title. But he could go after the IC title. Mm, no, I, I highly doubt that. I, I'm just saying it's a, it's a possibility. I think they got that booked up with Corbin and Dean. Yeah, in that case, I really wish he would go after the IC title. Um, but I'm just saying, like, they threw that like little wrench in there. Mm-hmm. And they, they probably just did it just because everyone's like already predicted what's going to happen. Yeah. So now they're throwing doubt. And I'm 90% sure that we're going to see Orton versus Wyatt in some capacity. But it's going to be like, you know, one of the Daniel Bryan's going to be like, well, you have to fight him. And just to make sure you're going to fight him, I'm put Luke Harper in the match as well. Or something right. Like that. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that was Elimination Chamber. And overall, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Now, if they were really think like, I could believe. So let's say Goldberg gets it. And then somehow, like, somebody had predicted a theory, which I could actually see them doing this. But it'd be a little crazy. Is, like, Goldberg beats, uh... Kevin Owens for the title. Okay. And then Lesnar beats Goldberg. But it's a very hard-fought match, and Lesnar is, like, weak. And then Randy Orton comes out and is like, oh, Daniel Bryan approved my Mania title match for right now. And then he just takes out Lesnar for revenge for Survivor Series. That would make sense, actually. It, w- it would sort of make sense, and then Wyatt's would run Raw and SmackDown. If they wanted to continue that whole he's in the Wyatt's thing. But. And that's more or less what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Was the Wyatt's. If they rule SmackDown and Raw, um, it would give them a chance to recruit more people to their cause. You know? Um, I, I definitely would see 
I, I don't know exactly who would all go into the Wyatt family. See, but the, I, the reason why I don't think they'll do that is because you got Braun Strowman over on Raw, and he's made very good progress getting away from the Wyatt thing. And if, if Orton's on there, then they'd have to figure out how they're going to deal with that. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, there's going to be obstacles. But then again, I mean, if I was WWE, I would have most of this stuff written out already. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it's WrestleMania, and I imagine that they start working on that. In if, if they were, like, by some miracle, they do that whole storyline, I imagine Randy would just leave the Wyatts after a week or two, you know, mm-hmm. and be on his own again. And then that way, the Wyatt family is done. Which, Bray sort of needs to be on his own. I, I sort of like the whole gimmick with the whole family, but at this point, what what left is there? Right. Or, Orton was not an, orig- uh, an original member, and he's like waiting to turn on Bray at any moment. So, right. there's, there's no family left at this point. It's just Wyatt and Orton. So, if they get rid of that whole gimmick, I'm fine with that. Bray needs to be on his own for a while. Yeah. Uh I yeah. think I think Bray Solo would not be a bad thing. Necessarily. I I don't know. I, I think Bray kinda needs to be on his own a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think while he's on his own, I could see him trying to recruit people. You know, just so he still plays off like that character. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be in his favor. They either need to A, get rid of it together and have him run run his own thing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Undertaker had the ministry for a while, and I love the ministry. But he's also amazing on his own. So we need to see Ray pull off being on his own. So they either need to A, put him, put him on his own, or B, they need to really commit to this Wyatt family thing and get a good amount of members and have them just run the division, run the whole SmackDown, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's plenty of people that they could get back into. The, I mean, Harper could come back, Rowan could come back um, on SmackDown, and then you could get, um, I don't know, there was a few people that I, had, I can't, they're blanking on me at the moment, but I'm sure you could shoehorn anyone in there if you really wanted. Oh, yeah. You definitely can. Um, what else is going on in the world of WWE? Because I, I did the, not even uh, watch NXT. Did you see... Yeah, NXT is just on fucking cruise control right now. Uh, <laughs> it, it is. Ty Dillinger's feuding with Sanity, and they shoehorned No Way Jose and Roderick Strong into that somehow. And then you got the the most interesting thing actually I'd say is the whole Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, what they got going on, and then you got Asuka involved and I don't know. Billy Kay and uh Peyton Royce have actually been pretty entertaining, I think. And then DIY there's probably gonna be a triple threat between DIY, Revival, and Authors of Pain at the takeover for WrestleMania is my guess. Which, that, would, that would make sense to some degree. 
Yeah. So I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're going to do it. Whether it be three men, like have you have you ever even seen that? Like you have three tag teams and the three are in the ring at once, and you can tag out with your own person. Or don't they always always do like two people in the ring and you could just tag anyone? Um, I think you like a tornado tag. I think just, just have all all, three. Yeah. all six men in the ring at once, maybe. But that nah, that'd be a little much, probably. Yeah. I don't know. However, they decide to do it, I think that match would be entertaining because that would really be the underdogs in DIY overcoming the odds, beating the revival and authors of Bane. Mm-hmm. So that could be a great match. Like author, uh, DIY and authors of Bane actually put on a really entertaining match at Takeover, but it wasn't to the caliber of the revival. I think the revival is the key in the division. And if you throw them into the match, I think they could put on something pretty crazy, especially when you throw possibilities of three teams and the new spots that they could come up with. Right. So. That's really the only way to stop Authors of Pain. Yeah. Yeah. And then that way you could have DIY pin the Revival and Authors of Pain still looks strong. Mm-hmm. You know. But... Uh, as for the main title, I don't even know what the hell's... I don't even remember. I think Nakamura's coming back from kayfabe injury, and I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But I sort of like Bobby Roode with the title. It makes sense. He's, his new shirt looks pretty cool. Uh, but I, I've if, if Nakamura doesn't come up at WrestleMania, then I'll be surprised, I think. Um, I would not expect him at WrestleMania. I would expect him on the Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Soon, soon, though. Yeah, uh, so, like, WrestleMania season. But, yeah, NXT's not been that entertaining lately. But, uh, did you see that The Rock is making a movie about Paige's life? Yes. And, uh, what's her name? The woman that plays the Queen in Game of Thrones is going to be Paige's mother? Really? Was it yeah. Lena Headley? Yeah, yeah. And something about Wow, it's like it's like uh they found someone that looks a lot better than Paige's mother. <laughs> and the girl that plays Paige actually looks like her. They're gonna be on Raw or they're gonna be um They're gonna be filming okay. I think they're gonna be filming something after Raw or something like that for the movie or I don't know. But uh Dwayne posted something on on his Facebook page about it, but yeah, it should be I'm really looking forward to that movie. It should be uh pretty interesting to see what the rock can come up with on his I think he's producing or something. Yeah, okay, so this is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The girl that they got to play Paige is a former TNA knockout Okay. Yeah, uh, it's Rosita. Okay. Well, it makes sense. You would need a wrestler in that role, I think, if you were going to show wrestling. She's going to have to, like, do a lot of, like, white face. Not. For this. What is she, Puerto Rican or something? 
Um, well, no, I mean, like, she she might be Hispanic. She just needs to get look a lot more pale. Yes. Yeah, just stuff some white makeup on. should be fine. Not, like, white, white makeup, but, like, just... I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Right. The shit that lightens your skin up. Um... Yeah, oh, <clears throat> I did watch the WWE 24. Vince Vaughn's in the movie, too? This movie's crazy. <laughs> this movie's gonna be crazy. Okay, so, so real quick, let, let's talk about this. Why? <laughs> just... The Rock was just sitting at home one day and looking at all this shit about Paige. was like, man, this would make a good movie. You know what? I have hundreds of millions of dollars. Why not? <laughs> I mean, why, though? Because, let's face this, if this is The Rock doing it, and it's going to be about Paige, this is going through WWE Studios, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Um, Is this a way for them to get their money's worth out of Paige? Possibly, because she's still under contract, so they have the rights to her. Right, and they have the rights to her character. This, Even if this she leaves. might be their last hurrah for her before she takes off. But what a weird way to do that. Be like, hey, we're very disappointed in what you've been doing. Um, and the way how we're going to show you that is we're going to make a movie about you. <laughs> this guy's joking. He's like, they need to get Daniel Day-Lewis to portray Vince. <sighs> <laughs> Or uh, J.K. Simmons. Now, uh, what's interesting about this is we're getting word about this. And this also kind of tells me that WWE keeps their eye their eyes open. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is Netflix is going to have that series come out uh, very soon. Uh, it's the Glow series, which is about, you know, the Glow <laughs> wrestling promotion. And I just think it's weird that they're doing this right around the same time that Glow is coming out. So I think they're going to use the popularity of that sh- of that series, of that show. <laughs> and this movie's going to come out, and it's like, oh, you guys like wrestling biopic like biopics or you know that kind of stuff for women's wrestling mm-hmm. we have something for you and, and it's funny if this girl shows up on raw then a page impersonator showed up on raw post split brand split before the actual page did yeah <laughs> and there, there's so many questions though it's like um pages Paige is like one strike away from being fired. Mm-hmm. Right? She's one strike away from being fired. At this for, point, she's freaking, She doesn't care. Yeah. But now it makes you wonder, does she actually care? Because if she leaves under bad terms like that, WWE is not above making you look like crap. Oh yeah, they made they they shit all over Ultimate Warrior forever until he right. got back in good graces. What was that? The self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, and then they made him look like a fucking superhero after that. 
it was all the same, well, mostly the same people. Same people, same footage, just edited a different way. I, I think some of it was different footage. But, like, like you'd hear, like, on one DVD, like, you'd see Triple H just be like, oh, he was the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, he took away my WrestleMania moment. Blah, 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 blah. And then on the next one, oh, he was the best. Yep. It's just the way how WWE does things. And with that being said, if Paige leaves on bad terms, okay, oh, this movie is going to be hilarious. <laughs> because they're going to just depict her as the worst possible person ever. Ever. Who are they going to get to play Becky? Because Becky and Paige were uh, a big together at one point, weren't they? Beck, in their history? There's a lot of women that they might need to fill in in this movie if they some of them might actually play themselves is my guess yeah so yeah this definitely uh keep my eye on this see where this goes okay and this is also something um while we're talking about just amazing women accounts or I mean women in WWE uh, Eve Marie. Yeah, I heard she's probably done with WWE. Right. So she has removed all the references to WWE from her Twitter. It no longer lists her as a WWE superstar. And she unfollowed the WWE account. Hmm. Yeah, they, they, I don't think anything official has been put out, but it sounds like she might be done. Which, I could definitely see that, because A, she wasn't the best wrestler, B, she has a lot of modeling shit going on outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we might have seen the last of Eva Marie. I, I nobody, nobody tell Corey Graves. I can't say I'm going to miss her. Mm-hmm. Uh, by any means. She's not... You know, like, at one point, she was at least somewhat interesting. Like, when your her entire career in WWE was, nobody wants her to win, so let's make it look like she's going to win. To sh- And so people get mad, but then swerve them. Right. And then her next whole gimmick was, I'm not even going to come out. <laughs> so when that's your entire career... Uh, what do you say, Hall of Fame 2025, maybe? Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll throw in there. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking at her Twitter feed. Nothing about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You see fashion stuff. Uh, you see her talking about her newest YouTube video. Um... Her hair is black now. You know, like, she's... No wrestling. I mean, there is a tiny chance that they have her training. Or, like, let's say she's doing a movie or something now, which I think she was doing something. I think that's why she dyed her hair black was for a movie, but I could be wrong. But let's say they say, okay, you're still not ready... Do this movie. We're gonna get you trained up some more. 
and then you're going to come back full swing. Either that or she's done. Yeah, I'm looking at her stuff, and it's all modeling. Mm-hmm. All modeling. Since the beginning of February, nothing about wrestling. At all. I mean, this is just weird. It's not that weird, it's just... The reason why I'm saying it's weird is because, technically, to my knowledge, she is still employed by these people. And, I mean, like, I don't have where I'm employed on my social media, but I'm also not on TV because of where I'm employed, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like my employer made me... Didn't they make a huge deal out about her not doing shit without their approval, like photo shoots and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. So... If she's doing all this other shit, I the, think she's probably done. I, I, might probably be, I might be wrong, but the last time that I see anything from wrestling was on uh, January 25th. Which, wasn't that the Royal Rumble? Uh, I think so, somewhere around there. And it's not even, like her talking about wrestling, it's just hashtag Total Divas. I, yeah, it's weird. So she'll talk about Total Divas, but she's not talking about wrestling at all. It's mainly just fashion. (sighs) So, unfortunately, (laughs) no more Eva Marie. Yeah. What, what the hell are they doing to eat Emma, though? Like, Emmalina comes out, says, you know, the whole gimmick, I guess, she couldn't pull it off, so they scrapped it. But why don't you just let e- Emma come out as evil Emma already? And throw her into a feud with somebody. You know? Oh, that... Do they only they only have spots for four people, four women on SmackDown or on Raw? Even though SmackDown can manage like six to eight women, that was just a horrible thing. I honestly, I think I think Emma could have done that character. I think she could have. I don't think she wanted to. Well, I don't. I don't want her to either because that they wanted her to play like a dim-witted woman who didn't know what she was doing. And uh, it was fun, though, because she comes out, and she's like, you know, you waited 17 months or 17 weeks or whatever for Emelina, or the transformation of Emma to Emelina, and now you're going to see the transformation of Emelina to Emma. So, I, half of me, with like, without dirt sheets, makes me wonder if that was the plan the entire time. Because now it gets people talking about Emma. In a way where it doesn't make anyone look weak. You know, because it's like, let's face it, if she came out as Emelina, and she had to fight Sasha Banks, uh, that might do harm for Sasha Banks in the long run. But if she comes out as Emelina, and then she goes, no, I I just want to be Emma again. Like, I would not be surprised if that was the plan for a couple weeks now. 
I think initially that was not the plan, but I would not be surprised for like the past month if that's what was the big holdup. Oh, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, not really. Yeah. It's not, I mean, not a lot's going on. Yeah, I mean, like, well, yeah, a lot yeah, is yeah. going on, but, like, we pretty much covered all of it. Oh, yeah, uh, pretty much. Real quick, uh, George Animal Steel passed away. And Nicole Bass. Right. And I believe there's one other. Uh, Chavo Guerrero Sr. Oh, yeah, and, uh, didn't Ivan, Ivan Koloff die as well? Uh, did he? I, I think I saw something about that. I know he's sick. I'm not sure if he died, but I know that he has cancer. It's been a rough week for uh, wrestling legends, so. Yeah, I, I was more sad about George Animal Steel than I was about Nicole Bass. Yeah, I never even seen her wrestle one time. Yeah, she was. Um. See, George is like what WWE needs now. He was a character. That's what WWE is missing. Characters. They have mm-hmm. plenty of fighters, but not enough characters. Where everybody's just out there and they're just a guy going for the title. Sort of like UFC, which is sort of what they're going for. But I disagree with that approach. I think they need more characters so that when you think back, you can remember. You need to remember the storylines more than, than the matches. Yeah. Oh, Ivan Koloff did pass away. Yeah, now, George Animal Steel, like, I remember him, like, you know, doing a lot of stuff with uh, Macho Man and Elizabeth. And I, I am a really big Macho Man fan, as you guys will be hearing, hopefully this week, maybe next week. Um, I, I did, like, a, a new sideshow, if you will, uh, with... Uh, my friend Brad, and just like this profile show, and we did Macho Man, and we were actually uh, using George Animal Steel like as reference to Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to find like some site where they had George Animal Steel talking about uh, Macho Man and Elizabeth, and uh, he. The one thing about George Steel was he he really kept his nose clean. If if you know what I mean, like. He uh-huh. didn't get out of wrestling, and you didn't hear about him, like, just doing crazy stuff. Uh, he became, like, a high school teacher. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, overall, like, I have, I've, I've yet to hear anyone, you know, say anything, like, actually negative about the man. You know, like, they might say, like, oh, I hated that guy as a kid. That's fair. Yeah. You know, he was playing a character, and he played it well. Like, I... Couldn't even tell you one match Georgina still had, but I remember seeing him like guest sh- like show up on Raw or whatever back, you know, after his heyday. They would still you know bring out the legends and he would show up, and I would rem- I still remember him and which you ask a kid twenty years from now about the, the wrestlers nowadays, they're not going to remember shit. They like they need. To leave an impression, like if you have one shot to put out, put to bring a wrestler out and show them to to someone who's never seen them before, mm-hmm. they need to leave an impression. And having 
like just some guy come out and have a shitty squash match and he has no gimmick at all other than oh I'm badass that doesn't leave any impression at all no no not in the long game um oh other things that George Animal steal like just from memories were those like weird uh vignette promos that he would do with the uh psychiatrist mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if you've seen them. They are on WWE Network. Uh, I don't even know if WWE Network still has like that section of just shorts. You, you know, like where it would just be like random old vignettes that they would do, and like they would have like Bobby the Brain Heenan stuff and George Animal Steel, and they would throw in like a Macho Man vignette. And it was just it was actually one of my favorite things on the network for a long time. Um, but there was like this thing where. George Animal Steel, just because he was so crazy, they took him to a psychiatrist, and this crazy story played out. Like I don't remember like all the specifics because uh, I haven't seen this thing in a while. Mm-hmm. But it was just like really like entertaining. So yeah, yeah, that that happened. I figure you know we should probably talk a little bit about that stuff. Uh. Beyond that, I don't really have anything else. Yep, me either. Okay, so uh, real quick, uh, check us out over at onthenetworkpodcast.com. And you can also check us out at wrestlingsoup.com where you can find such things as, you know, Wrestling Soup, uh, THC Podcast, False Count Radio, Mega Powers Radio. And uh, if you want more Mega Powers Radio and stuff from Geeks of the Industry, you can always go over to geeksoftheindustry.com. Uh, you can check out uh, Creature Features. Uh, this has been a pretty big month for Creature Features. Uh, it's the Women of Horror month. It's like this thing that's kind of popped up in the past couple of years, and Chunky Larry has been able to track down four women of horror movies and interview them. So he's been, you know, busy on that. And then he's still doing, like, his normal show. And then... Uh, yeah, so check that out. And also check out uh, Button Abusers over there. A new episode finally dropped from them, which is really just me and Matt. And then uh, check out, uh, let's see, talking about Glenn, Geeks on Film. Uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff over on Geeks of the Industry to check out. And check out uh, BB&BC Podcast with Mike, Iris, and uh, Mark, where they just talk about, you know, exploitation movies and stuff like that. Uh, good stuff. I know that Chunky Larry over on Creature Features has actually done a show with BB and BC. Well, he did two shows with BB and BC, and then Mike from BB and BC was on Creature Features recently as well. So that's always fun. Oh, and check out our friend George Seckman over on the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he probably misses that we don't talk about Total Divas every episode. Yeah, it it, it came and went fast. It yeah, like I feel like I feel like I might have to go back and like watch like old episodes just so we could talk about Total Divas just to keep that going for George. But eh, you know. I, I missed, like, the first few episodes, and then I started watching it and got into it a little bit, and then it was over. Yeah, it was fast. Yeah. This whole mid-season break, I don't 
I get why some networks do it, but there's no reason why WWE needs to do it, especially the ones on shows on the network. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess if in the whole uh, Holy Foley's case, if you know you're not going to have another show out for ten years, you might want to break that up. But why don't why don't you just do an episode a week? Then? Which is what they used to do with Legends House. Yeah. Like, wherever the network first debuted, and, like, they were like, hey, we have this original programming. You know, they had Legends House there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a good night. Excellent. All right. Yeah, I'm going to try to upload this, hopefully today, probably tomorrow morning. Then we'll be on for Thursday or Friday this week and so on and so forth. Uh, All right. All right, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.